So, hey, Danny. So about a month or two ago, I came inside my girlfriend. Which shouldn't be a big deal. You saying this like it's crazy. And honestly, ever since that, I came in her about another three times. But what, why are you telling me about the first one? Let him have his victories. Why you couldn't be like, man, I came into my, I came in my bitch like four times last <laughs> month. Why you had to tell me? He's constructing a narrative, Why Danny? you breaking the nuts down? <laughs> it's like Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax your eye right now. Why you make studios? It's like Danny Brown show. We about to get live. Let's go. It's like Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax your eye right now. Why you make studios? It's like Danny Brown show, we about to get live. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, yo, what's up, though? It's the motherfucking Danny Brown show. Austin, Texas, we up in this bitch. YMA Studios. I got my dog Jamie with me. What's up, man? You look so much cooler than me. It's giving me so many fucking complexes right now. No, it's not. That's not true. Man. I would last two seconds wearing sunglasses inside before I was like, I'm going to get beat up. I can't fucking do this. And you're like, I, 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 I had a. No, these are. See, that's the thing. These are not um like some expensive ass glasses. These are $11 glasses. That's even fucking cooler. From the gas station. Yeah, no, that's even I fucking them. cooler. I sent them at the gas station. You're like, rocking Bucky sunglasses. And yeah, it looks it's fucking Bucky. awesome. <laughs> I can't do that. No, now that's my new thing. I don't feel like, because I used to buy expensive sunglasses and shit. Yeah. And you just lose those shits. Yeah. And you spend all that money. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm from Detroit. So I'm always going to have a pair of Cartier's. I actually have a pair of Cartier's now. A nice pair of vintage wide frames. But I don't have any lenses in them. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, the only word in that sentence I knew was lenses. No. So I, was I, like, I don't even know that brand. Or I'm so- <laughs> Cartier? No, I don't fucking know. Oh, no, but I'm saying... Um, um, I wear glasses because I can't see, and I left them in the car because I'm self-conscious of how I look in them. Oh, Buddy, uh, you have to teach me how to be confident. I guess I'm putting it out in the world if anyone um, in Austin, Texas can put lenses into... Um, <laughs> I think I, I, I looked at a few spots, and I think I could find a spot, but no, they are very um, rare. It's like some old-ass vintage... Um, they like the... Um, I wanted the big school teacher. Yeah. School teacher glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I found the Cardis that did those. And I got those, but when I found them, they were um, they didn't have any lenses in them. And I, and to myself, at me buying them at the time, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get lenses, and I bought them. <laughs> They've been sitting <laughs> around. Sitting I've, I, I had these glasses for like a year, and they ain't put lenses in them yet. So, dude, if I- it's any spot in Austin, Texas, that hear this um, podcast and um, can put lenses into my rare there vintage, are th- there are things you buy. There are things I bought that I thought it would just like project this image of like i remember when i was married and miserable and fucking depressed <laughs> but had money i uh isn't that the story of every man yeah. <laughs> when i was uh, sad and questioning everything um i bought a pac-man machine that was like the first thing i did with money oh I had, a, I, I had a street fighter yep well, a street fighter i feel like i would play i don't fucking play pac-man but in my head i was like this is what like a cool successful person in brooklyn they have a pac-man machine and it just sat there as like a metaphor for no, my yeah, dying yeah. relationship no, the same thing i didn't i didn't play the street fighter machine at all and um no, no the worst thing about it is when you go through the divorce, and I was, you, you gotta leave. Who moves this big ass arcade machine? Dude, I tried to sell it, and people, <laughs> no one wanted to buy it. So it was literally—I'm telling you—it was just a metaphor for a dead relationship. I'm trying to tell y'all these arcade machines are 
five thousand pounds. Like the, yeah. the weight of these arcade, like even yep. me when I bought yep. the Street Fighter, <laughs> and this how you know your man's is retarded. Yep. <laughs> I bought my Street Fighter cabinet from Amazon. <laughs> The motherfuckers no. that delivered it, they ain't got nothing to do with this shit. They just got picked up to deliver. They don't know what they, they throwing my yeah. nigga. They ain't give right. a fuck. <laughs> Listen, for the women listening to this podcast, if your man buys Street Fighter and or Pac-Man, he is not happy in the relationship. No, it's not even that. He's projecting. It's not the actual for game. Yeah. We're talking about the, con- the the fucking cabinet. Yes. We bought right. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Amazon's not paid to bring the cabinet into the house. No. These niggas just dropped that bitch off in front of the crib. Yeah, they don't care you're trying a to... A big-ass Street Fighter <laughs> arcade machine in front of my house. And I live in like a, a enclosed, you know, real suburban, yeah. gated community type of situation. So just to have a fucking... And then I couldn't move it the first day. And I live in Michigan at the time, you know, and, and a lot of wind. and So the second day, the box started blowing off the <laughs> motherfucker. So I'm looking out the window... You, the people that live in the neighborhood can see what this actual product is, and they know that this is an actual big ass arcade, just on the curve of my house, sitting there. So I had to get a um, I I, I got a dolly, yeah, um, <laughs> and then me and my friends um, we just put it together. Not well, not me. I paid a couple of my friends, yep, and they picked it up and moved it in, and we got in the house and man, Street Fighter is Street Fighter Two. You know, without the actual special characters, without you know Saget and Vega and all them, is 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 my one of my favorite top games ever in the world. Yeah. So to have it was just like a you know like you it said it was nostalgic. It was like a staple of like having money to yeah. be able to buy some shit. Yep. And I bought it, and I was like, oh, what would make this even more baller? A divorce. No. Oh. <laughs> you gotta buy a rug <gasps> for the front of it. Yeah. So I went and found the most rarest supreme rug. <laughs> supreme rug, like thousands of dollars on a supreme rug. Oh, no. Just to sit in front of the arcade machine. Sure. <laughs> to look cool when people yeah. come. Yeah. So, um, but no one played. We never played it. Never played it. But now, um, since I went through, you know, my situation, and yeah. I had to move this situation. And moving it. From that, we're talking about I felt, moving it I felt from that. So fucking I moved stupid. it to my studio, which it probably should have been in my studio from the beginning. That's cool, yeah. But now they play it too much. Right. <laughs> you can't play this shit. Not the the, the the controls is broke. Yeah. We gotta bring somebody <laughs> in because every time I go over there and I play niggas, they beat me. I'm like, nah, this shit won't work. No. Right. Is the carpet still no, there? No, no, no. The Supreme rug is somewhere. Somebody got the Supreme rug. Part <laughs> two. I got to um, figure out a situation, man. I got to go get my, all my shit, man. Yeah. Because me moving to Austin, me moving to Austin, I just came here with my clothes and the PlayStation 5. I'm getting the rest of my furniture tomorrow. I, like I, I, I was living out of a suitcase. No, I, live, I moved here with a PC. I, 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 I FedExed my PC here, which if anybody don't know that, is it's crazy. Like, how did you do that? I, I FedExed my PC with three monitors. They just threw them the way you can. They all were... Um, had a little damage. Everything had a little damage. Like my PC, <laughs> my PC has damage, but it, it works. So yeah, I didn't, sure. I'm not going to be a bitch ass nigga and complain right, right. and do all that shit. Shit was broke. Sure. Like even a little crack in the monitor. Like, all right, the shit still work. You know, so I've been thugging it out with the shit that I got. Yeah, man. When I, when I, so first... you live in Austin now? Yeah. 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 From, 
from kind of all over uh, uh, my comedy career I was mainly New York but before I'm saying just before I'm trying to do everything to avoid saying I came here from LA so Texas people I know cause, I, I'm just giving every I place I used to live I'm like I grew up in New Jersey because they get very mad when you tell them you're from uh, LA they're like you better not fucking vote Democrat and I'm like take it easy uh, but I yeah. what kind of white friends you got the, I, you got we with the proud boys the, re- the real Texas friends the that's white the proud Tex- boys those that's are, what that is those are all the jiu- no they're just people who like they're afraid they're taxes are gonna go up they may be oh man i would talk about all the time yeah uh lana glazer oh yeah yeah yeah. that's my dog yeah she made me she helped me she made me jump into the biden campaign really yeah how do you i i how do you feel about biden i i when i was doing the actual campaign i i, I asked her like didn't he lock a lot of niggas up for selling weed yeah because you know that's what i went to jail for yeah i went to jail for a year well I was selling crack. I just got caught selling crack. <laughs> Those are very different. I mean, I got caught selling weed. Yeah. I smoked but, crack by accident once because uh, this dude, I remember I grew up in like the suburbs in Jersey. and uh, You can't smoke crack by accident. Well, so here's what happened. We were smoking weed and, uh, and with this kid I didn't know. He like knew a member of my family. And I was like, hey, man, I don't feel well. And he goes, there may be. Oh, some he put some crack, crack in, the in there. Yeah. And I was like... That's weak, though. That's like weak. Well, because in my head, I was like, I didn't think you could they call that maybe 51s. smoke crack. Where I'm from, we call that 51. Okay. I don't know if that was actual term. Can I put that out there? I don't know if that's actual term for everybody because everybody um got their shit for when they talk about putting cracks in weed. And, I love the idea that the crack industrial complex like, They call them woolies. I think in, in the East Coast, they call them woolies or... But I never heard that term from anywhere. We call them, um, where I'm from, Detroit, we call them 51s. Okay. I don't know what that means, if someone could figure that out for me. But if anybody know, um, yeah, we call them 51s. Yeah, I I didn't know you could smoke a little crack. Like a I, little crack. You can't smoke a little crack. Yeah, I thought you were either. You're going to smoke a little crack, then smoke all the crack. All the crack. Fact. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. I figured it was either you smoke no crack or you are now addicted yeah, to crack. Yeah, what is the 51? Oh, 5150. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that I don't think that is what that is. I think that's like some Detroit slang the niggas that came up with on their own. Yeah. Uh what I was going to say with Biden it, I think it's how a lot of people feel where it's like I I like liberal ideas, but that doesn't mean that I think if you are a politician on the left or right, you have to be a sociopath. If you want to get that much power, if you think I need to be the most powerful person in the world, you're probably not a good person, you know? And so I think you can be like disappointed with Biden without that meaning that you're you're no longer a Democrat or you're like a piece of shit or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about politics. I'm not even about to even front to you like a lot of you or anybody that I'm like, I watch my shit like, I see shit, and, you know, it is what it is. But for me, um, as far as, like, politics and all that shit, all that shit's the same. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck what it is. Like, Democrat, Republican. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Whoever the fuck. All y'all niggas are the same to me. It's just, like, niggas against <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think it's to the point where if you are an extremely political person, there's probably something wrong with you or you're projecting. And I honestly think it's just be a cool person to your friends. Do what you can in your community. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't be like a racist shitbag. And then uh, you're good. You're probably doing better than most politicians are. But I will say, like, um, I think um, as far as, like, with just in politics in general, like, they don't really understand what, like, niggas in the hood, like, like hood shit, like, the shit is so, like, low. Like, they don't even get what's 
going on, like type of shit. Yeah. Like, it's like they they thinking of, of a like it's only to protect rich motherfuckers. Yeah, well, they don't care. They don't want you to vote, and so they're not trying to pander to you. They're trying to pander to the fucking people who can give them a bunch of money, and those are usually corporations. And then that's why people are disillusioned with politics, and a fucking psycho like Trump can win because people are just so sick of you know Clinton type. But even people. that, like, they make people um like Trump and all that, and they make people hate Trump so much and. But then, like, it's like biting now, and it's like, like, what's the difference? Like a nigga in the hood, I know, I know. Like a nigga in the hood, like they don't, they don't see a difference from none of that shit. Like it's like, like so, like I'm still like that kind of some sense. Like I'm not like that, but it's like we don't see a difference in that type of shit. Like so, it's like all y'all niggas is like this. I'm not all y'all. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm saying like all them niggas is like the same to us. Like to me, like I don't like I don't look at politics as like Democrat Republican. I look at that shit as politics. That's it. Uh, I mean, I'm literally to the point where I would rather. And it has to be like a lot of people like me. I'm not. No, I I can't be like the only nigga that think like. Bro, I think the like I don't trust none of this shit. I think the I don't trust a Democrat. I don't trust like any anybody that will um associate themselves to that. Like a motherfucker. Like if I meet him, like. Where they would bang that shit like a gang set. Yeah. Like you meet a motherfucker, they be like, nigga, I'm a Democrat. Like, yeah. Nigga, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I don't trust, like, it's some whole, like, that's a gang. That's yeah, that, man. And, you, and the motherfucker be like, oh, I'm far right. Or tell you, like, you like, oh. Yep. Like, if a motherfucker would, like, tell me some shit like that, and, and I don't think people, I don't think people do that. No, but they do. You don't, that's all fucking Twitter is. Like, you have to, my thing that I've been just banging about is you have to have, you have to have principles, and I think the majority of people, they don't have principles. They just know what team they're on, and whatever team they're on, Democrat or Republican, they'll just completely align with that. And I think that's where things get fucked up. I think no, the majority no, of people yeah, are like- No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I think the majority of people are like you, and they're like, hey, man, I feel this way on drug issue. I feel this way on fucking same-sex marriage. I feel this way on guns. Maybe it's a little- Maybe you get someone who's like, I don't care what gay people do, but like, I want to keep my gun. Maybe you get someone who you know, is anti-war, but they you know, are a little more conservative with taxes. Like The majority of people, they just want to take care of themselves, their family, their friends, and they look at the politicians. They go, you're full of shit. You're fucking full of shit. You're full of shit. And so they're just completely disillusioned. And I honestly think, I mean, I'm at the point now where put me on a fucking commune living in the woods, playing fucking guitar no, and growing my own food. I that's think all at this I want. Point, that's what I need. Yeah. Because that's what I'm saying. At, like we have to take care of ourselves. This point in my life uh, and how I think about religion or how I think about any ideology or how, what anybody thinks and that shit. It's like, I can, it's none of it is perfect to me. Right. I always have a question or I always have something that's like, um, no, that don't seem cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. No matter what it is, no matter the religion or the set crew, whatever, I always got something that I feel that I don't agree with. So, like a person like me, like what? What do I identify with when I don't have nothing to identify with? Well, I think the problem is people in your position, they're afraid to speak up when in reality, those are the people we need to hear from the most, the people who can question stuff and not just have blind allegiance to a certain party, right? So like Bruce Lee would always say when talking about martial arts, he would- Bruce Lee did coke too. Did he? Did he accidentally do coke? Like I accidentally no, nigga, did crack? We, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> he was a super cokehead. I mean, that makes sense when you nigga, watch him fucking whoa. fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was he was sending he was sending letters. Like we we, we they, they found some letters where Bruce Lee was sending. That was crazy though. When you think about it, this nigga was writing letters to his coke plug. 
Jesus. Like, send me the shit. He didn't know if he was going to get it. It might took a month. Sky. That was, But that was good coke. That was coke when you worth. Have to telegram for coke. coke. Worth <laughs> waiting a month for. Because when he got that shit, nigga. <laughs> boom. That nigga was. Whoa. Why do you think Bruce oh. hit that nose like. Oh, oh yeah. That's fucking accurate as shit. <laughs> that is coke. Good coke can make you do that. Uh, <laughs> the best coke, I swear, to, the best coke I ever had in my life was in Mexico, obviously. Yeah. Um, I was playing a show in Mexico City. At the time where they had a, what did they call it? A rebellion? Sure. A, a, or like an uprising? A uprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. During my show, they had an uprising. During your show? I can't make this up. How can I, make, I didn't even know what it was called. No, this is amazing. No, I'll tell you the crazy. No, what was amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. This was in the past. This isn't had nothing to do with now. <laughs> but yeah, the promoter gave me some pussy in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, on some weird shit. I was like, bro, she was like, it she was- kept being weird, though. She was like, bro, even, no, this is the fun, this is the worst part. They was like, whatever y'all need, we got you. Whatever you need. They kept telling us that. Like me and my DJ, like, whatever you need, we got you. Obviously, they know we want Coke. Like we, yeah. we were fucking cokeheads <laughs> at the time. So we want Coke, but we not trying to be like that. We're not trying to be like that. So eventually they kept asking us, so we're like, yeah, get us some fucking Coke. Like, what's Coke? So they and they got us the best Coke. You get what I'm saying? But the fucking um the promoter of the show, she kept being like, um, I kept I asked her, like, I gotta take a bath, I gotta take a piss. Can you show me the bathroom at? So she showed me where the bathroom at. Instead of me showing her, instead of her showing me where the bathroom at and just let me go in the bathroom, yeah. she just immediately opens up the bathroom door and just goes in and put her panties down and just sit down and start taking a piss. Danny, you got uprising pussy. That's fucking no, incredible. This is before the uprising happened. Did you? Did this you? This is the promoter of the, the show. Uprising? This is the promoter of the show. So she sits down and just take a piss in front of me. Okay. So I'm just looking like we were like cordial, like yeah. This is not like. We were never on a level to be doing. So I've I, had girls do that, and it's weird that that's a move. Because no, no, kind of gross. I just put my dick up. Yeah, she started sucking it from the toilet. That's the move. <laughs> that, there it is. There it is. So that's she the started move. Sucking my dick the so then we start fucking around in, in the bathroom. Then somebody started knocking on the bathroom door. Sure. So then we had to come out. So that was that. So then they got us the coke. This the crazy part about the coke story. Yeah, this is all crazy so far. By the way, no, because it's my DJ birthday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is my DJ birthday, so I want to show him a good time. Sure. So I'm like, fuck, but we got this coat. So we go in the bed. So we go in the um, hotel room. We do the coat. It's so good. Like, every time we sniff it, we go, woo! Yeah. Like, it's so good. <laughs> like, it ain't even like, it ain't like the normal shit. So we go to strip club, and then we go to strip club, and it's one of those strip clubs where you got that back room. So yeah. You can take a bitch in the room. Yeah. So we like, oh, we so geek. Oh, yeah, take a bitch in the room. We go in there. We get money. We taking bitches in the back room. We put our car down. We taking bitches in the back room, but we did this coke. This coke so good, nobody did getting hard. Right. I'm back there, bitch, licking my booty. I'm just doing anything I could probably do to get my money worth yeah. at this point. Because I know that my dick ain't getting hard, so I'm like, You're giving her tasks to yeah, do. Yeah, so I'm doing all that type of shit. But when we come out, they, um, they done hit our cards so much that our cards ain't even working no more. <laughs> So now they got these big ass security guards looking at us like, where our money at? And you're still coked out. Coked out. Getting booty booty wet from getting licked. (laughs) 
nigga booty moist. <laughs> you can't even run. Limp dick, booty moist, limp dick. But I got this one random card in my pocket. And I'm like, man, I think if I can go to an ATM machine. Sure. I could get some cash out of this. I feel like something in my heart is telling me. <laughs> this one card I got. Come on, Jesus, okay? Mike could fucking, you know, it could save us. So they like, all right. I'm like, man, I put it in here. It ain't working here, man. Maybe I'll go to somewhere else that'll work. And they're like, all right, fuck it. They send two bodyguards with me. <laughs> me and two big-ass bodyguards walking with me to a 7-Eleven. Jesus. To go fucking get money. To, and who knows if this car about to work. Right. So my whole my heart is beating so fast. Walking. Boom, boom. And my DJ with me. He with me. Granted, the car work, obviously. The car yeah. work. When you were walking, were you trying to figure out what is my escape Part strategy? Two, I'm a bitch ass nigga. Yep. Because <laughs> they some hoe ass niggas and they fucked up. Because mm -hmm. they shouldn't even let that happen. As a real nigga, I'm supposed to run. Right. Once they gave me a, once I seen a good alley or somewhere. That's what I was, yeah. Yeah, somewhere I could have made an escape. Are you like I, Jason Bourning escape strategies and what can be used as no, a weapon? No, I didn't. Do, I was because I was in Mexico City. I'm just a whole Mexico situation. Yeah, like they're telling me, like nigga, shit getting crazy, like. But and just like I told you, during my show, it was me and Damn Funk. That's who played that show. Mm. During my show, it was an uprising. So I'm literally playing a show and shit's going crazy outside, like so much like confetti and shit, like yeah, yeah, they yeah. was throwing shit inside the venue, like so, like and. When I play my show, it's probably about 12 people. Jeez. Like, who booked me for Mexico City? Yeah. There's no Danny Brown fans in Mexico City. Yeah. Like, it was definitely somebody that was just cool and into that scene and just. Dude, I have a question. Uh, I don't know if this is too too nerdy, but uh, everything we were talking about from the beginning for like the swagger and the sunglasses and and shit like sunglasses. that. Sunglasses? No, but no, 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 no. It's good. Like I say this in a good way. Or when you were performing for fucking twelve people or whatever, did you always have that confidence even when shit sucked? No, fuck no, no. I didn't have that confidence. Fuck no. But it it's something in there clicked. That no, you know what it was? I didn't have that confidence in the beginning because my music wasn't that good enough to have that confidence. Then once I realized my music was better than everybody, once I realized my shit was crazy, yeah. I didn't give a fuck what anybody thought about me that was on stage. Like when wow. I was on stage, I'm like, because I know for a fact, yeah, I'm shitting on anything. If you can tell me what your favorite shit you like, I bet you that nigga be like, oh, I can't fuck with Dan. Wow. So, so it got to a point where I was like that. Like, I don't care. I know I'm the illest. Y'all can hate me. And then you can you do whatever the fuck you I want. Call yeah. it, you know what I call it? And for the comedy, I call it the Patrice O'Neill syndrome. Yeah, man. Where Patrice knew he was better than everybody. He didn't give a fuck. Yep. I got to open for him a couple times and just watching how he never needed to brag. He never needed to name drop like I just did. He never needed to do any of that. He would just fucking sit no, there. No, Patrice. That's what I look up to. Yeah. And if he had something to say, he'd say it fucking I think perfectly. I'm him. Like, I think I'm him of the rap game. I love that. Like, I really... So do you not agree then? So for like rappers or comics or whatever listening to this do you not believe in the whole fake it till you make it where you just like i'm gonna get so undeniably no, it's good it's not a fake it till you make it i believe in rap music is um it's almost like a what they call it, like a talk it up kind of thing like a, um where you like like think it like think it believe it you achieve it like almost like, the, so like the when, a rapper, when a rapper talk about like i'm gonna get a benz i'm gonna rap about a benz, benz and then one day he gonna get a benz mm. 
So I think that's what it is with rap music. That's dope. I mean, that's kind of like sports psychology. It's like affirmations. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're doing it through song mode, and you have all these, and you have millions of people. Think about it. If you made a song rapping about, oh, I want a Bentley one day. I'm going to get a Bentley. I'm going to get a Bentley. I don't want a Bentley. And then you don't have a Bentley, but then you got millions of people singing about how this one nigga going to get a Bentley. Yeah, and you're driving around in a Honda. He's going to get a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the fucking energy put it to that. The, you know what I'm saying? My so I think that's what, see, so that's what makes music different in comedy. That's fucking cool. That it's like music is affirmation in some sense well because comics too there's something about comics are meant to shit on shit yeah and so it's hard for i think a lot of comics to get that kind of confidence because you're sort of supposed to be this self-hating degenerate whatever and that's yes. why a lot of comics spiral or get depressed no that's why a lot of comics get trashed because they don't realize that and they don't try they try to be everything but that yeah but I think that comics could take from that. I think comics... I mean, you don't have to be that and not have a healthy, successful life. Yeah. You know where we're living at now in this day and age. I mean, back in the day, if we were talking about court jesters, right. if I was a king, you know, like, motherfucker, come up here, make me laugh. Do Juggle some shit. clown. Then, yeah, of course, nigga, you don't have a long life. But now where we're living at, nigga, ain't no kings. Right. It's jesters running around with no fucking kings to fucking right. keep them in line. That's why the jest. That's why I was a king to keep jesters in line. Like yeah. now, it's just jesters running around crazy. Why you think you get YouTube beefs right. and boxing fucking events <laughs> and shit like that? All the jesters running around with no fucking king to fucking rattle them in and tell them what the fuck to do. Sure. Yeah, they're fucking. They're rebelling. As crazy as that sound, I'm telling you what it is. Yeah. But I like that. Oh fuck, we didn't get another. Shit. Let's, um, oh yeah. See, I'm having so much fun with you. Can't even, um, so yeah, I get um, questions these motherfuckers ask. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna chime in on. We got white people shit too. All right, cool. Know a lot about this is great. Shit. So, I mean, I'm a self-hating white person, so it's gonna be a lot of like, I don't know, man. Repent for your sins. I love white people. No, I know. What I'm, are you talking about? <laughs> Say by the bell. Say by the bell was my Kelly. Kelly Kapa, Ke I'm saying white people made Say by the bell. I, can you? <laughs> did you ever see the fucking? No one knows this show. There was a musical spinoff of Say by the Bell. No, that's called bad. California Dreams. Cal no, that was, that was Beast it. Boys. That was Beast Boys. Right, no, it right. was a Don't wake me up when I'm dreaming. And it was they tried to do Say by the Bell, but they were all in a band. Kelly Kapowski, though, dude, I I will never love anyone as much as that I was love the her. thing. Like that was my crush. Like yeah, but I will always fuck Jesse Spanos. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse Spano is like niggas. Yeah, that was, oh. Kelly, you want to marry? You'd fuck Jesse. Kelly ain't never, but Kelly want the BBC. She ain't like Zach. No. Ask Danny. Here we go. Amsterdam. Wagwan. Wagwan. <laughs> Wagwan, Danny. All right. Big fan from Amsterdam. Since you're somebody who likes to party and enjoys going to Europe, I'm assuming you've been to my city at least once. Question is, what is your favorite thing about Amsterdam, and what is your favorite story about? What happened there? Much love, Chango. Oh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam is a great place, and I think I already told this story on this shit, and I told y'all niggas, man. Um, I was just like everybody else. I wanted to experience the Amsterdam experience. Wanted to hang out. Um, went to the red light district. Was secretive as possible I can be, even though I was getting recognized all the time. Finally found the one bitch that I wanted to um, indulge in and go through her door. And once I went through there, she said, No blacks! No blacks. <laughs> so that was my Amsterdam experience, man. So it taught me that I shouldn't be buying pussy from a door. Yeah. And, <laughs> and people told me that was a lot of sex trafficking. But one of my homies that live in Amsterdam, he told me that, um, you know, people try to make sex trafficking and shit about Amsterdam. Like, nah, man, a lot of these bitches, man, they be like 
real life school teachers, like real life jobs in Europe and all that type of shit, then they just come to fucking Amsterdam on the weekend, hop in the window, sell some pussy, go back to the crib. You get what I'm saying? These bitches be having real respectable jobs, be like real life regular people. They just do this shit on a blue moon. They can sneak out here, do this. Don't nobody know they doing this shit. And they come back, go to the crib. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. So, Yeah, no one talks about, there's always a middle ground, right? Because I'm friends with a bunch of porn stars and there are there is sex trafficking. There are women who would rather be doing something else. But then there are just women who love to fuck and you they know like they, doing that. Bro, but you know what they call sex trafficking? If I met a bitch on Twitter... And I never met her. I never seen her before. Before, and I said, "All right, bitch, I'm gonna fly you out here. Meet me in Miami. We gonna fuck." Then they they consider that to be sex trafficking. Well, Danny, I didn't think I'd learn on the show that I'm a sex trafficker. No, but I'm like, you, I've done that. They literally consider like that bitch could be could. T- we all done it, but that <laughs> yeah. bitch could literally be like, that "That's was, my move. My move is sex trafficking." I swear to God, that's how that's how blurred the lines Jesus. is. Jesus, they can literally consider that sex trafficking. You flew the bitch out. You flew her out to have sex with you. Well, now I'm gonna make them pay for their own flight, and that's ain't that's that's no. on the law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to be good people. No. We're trying to be polite. I think you just gave me some new game. Right? <laughs> I can't fly you out, bitch. It's sex trafficking. Be like. <laughs> If you really want to fuck with the kid, fly yourself. But I ain't doing nothing like that no more. I, what if I'm, you? I'm a, a one-woman man. What if you use frequent flyer miles? Is that like a, a oh, no, like frequent, a lower level? Frequent of flyer sex miles. Tra- that is sex trafficking. <laughs> That's what sex trafficking is. <laughs> <laughs> Where you fly a bitch out on frequent flyer miles? That is sex trafficking, dog. That is what it is. You go to jail. You should go to jail, dog. As soon as you fly the bitch out on the miles, man, they should just come. That's start. They start doing an investigation on you for the indictment, dog. Yeah, if you flying bitch out on miles, it's sex trafficking. All right, babe. I don't have points for economy plus, but I'm saying I've done it too. But I'm telling you, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. They put that bitch in the back. She be in the back. She can't. She can't put her bag up nowhere. She she's not allowed to check a bag. She can't even get up. They, they, they bro. They let her. They, they let her. She got to sit on the toilet the whole flight. Like, oh, he bought miles. You don't get nowhere to put your bag. Uh, <laughs> they don't even, bro, when they start bringing condiments out for the drinks, they don't ask the bitch for free miles. Like, oh, he flew you out with free miles? Oh, you don't get no They just walk right by her. You yeah. yeah, they walk by her. <laughs> no, they don't respect her. Oh, but that's how you know when a bitch really like you. Yeah. When she fly on the free miles and show up and still <laughs> show she has enthusiasm and show that she love you. But I will say, if you flying a bitch out on free miles, yeah. that's sex trafficking. <laughs> all right next up we yeah. got munchies uh what up danny what's your go-to munchie when you smoke weed what do you think i'm 16 years old <laughs> you think i can eat smoke weed and be like oh i'm gonna eat some dunkaroos <laughs> <laughs> how old are you you smoke weed and get hungry that's weird <laughs> i smoke weed just to live life like i'm just normal like i don't bro i don't eat i i Smoke, but I guess, um, oh, if I if I want to be like on some new shit now, I will, I will, uh, to today, what would be a good munchie snack for me is um, a jalapeno and cheese bagel with cream cheese. Yeah. Then you put some salt and pepper on that bitch. Ooh. Dude, I used to just eat. That's like a full meal. I'm telling you, go to H-E-B. They got these hot, they bitches big too. That's H-E-B. They got these bagels. You know, they make them shits they sell. Jalapeno and cheese bagel. 
That bitch is thick. Cut that motherfucker open. All right. I did gross shit when I was a kid and like a huge stoner. I would like, I would put a hot dog on a wrap and put cheese on it and then microwave a it. A wrap? What's a wrap? Like a, like a burrito oh. thing. And then <laughs> microwave it. And like the whole house would just like smell oh, yeah, like disgusting. disgusting. So that, hot dog, yeah, microwave hot dog is disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, and then that's why I was like a priest. I could do that though. I could eat that. The microwave hot dog, yeah, I do dude. That. <laughs> on the burrito, I just made a hot dog burrito. I was. It doesn't at, sound bad. I'm just trying to think what you about to do now. That's gonna make it bad. No, well, the, it was the melted cheese on it. That was the smell that would just yeah, like yeah. fucking destroy the house. So just burrito. Yeah, but then I got to the point where, like, I am like that dude. I, like, the reason I can't smoke weed now is I, whenever I see you uh, and you're like, yeah, I can smoke and like make an album, or Rogan's like, yeah, I get high and fucking lift kettlebells and go fight a man. I'm like, I am still that 16 year old cliche where I just eat. The last time I smoked weed, I didn't even you get. You just didn't smoke enough. That's all it is. Didn't smoke enough? Yeah. I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was I should smoke less. No, you just didn't smoke enough. So what happens? Because literally the last time I smoked weed, I was like, I'm going to write. I had my fucking guitar. I had a notebook. And I just... smoke enough. You still at that, like, virgin stage of smoking weed where it's not... Like, it's it's a point of life where where weed is, a th- like, you know, like, like, you could smoke weed and you get fucked up and then you can smoke weed where you... It's just normal. Yeah. Like it becomes you, like, or you becomes it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like you smoking weed and you still becoming it. Like I smoke weed and I become me. I'm the I'm the fucking opposite. Every cliche there is, anxiety, eating shit. No, no, I had no. a loaf of bread by myself the no, last still, time. No, I, I would be honest with you. It's still kind of all that. Like I, I, it would be some times in my life where I might have been good. Yeah. But then I smoke and then I'm all some weird place, shit now. Yeah. Sure. So it is that, but I think it's the thing is with me is like it's, it's just become a ritual, yeah, listed kind of thing where it's be like, man, where I can be hanging out with me being in Texas and doing what I'm doing out here, and sometimes I don't even be smoking like that. I don't even be thinking about it. I'm like, damn, I ain't smoking no weed, yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me go smoke, and then I smoke, and then I feel worse, yeah. Like, so I might be getting to the age of like, man, I might, I just be getting off of weed. I just cut everything out two months ago, and in the beginning. Uh, wasn't fun. Like my first headlining show back, I was supposed to do an hour. In my head, I was where I was about like 40 minutes in and I looked at the clock and I was 20 minutes oh, in because yeah. I was talking so fucking fast. And then by the second or third show, I felt like it was the best I've ever been. And I just, because it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do shit unless it's going to make my life better. So you give me mushrooms once a year and I'll go find God. Great. I'm in. If I'm just drinking to fucking fit in like I'm a 16 year old and I'm just bored in between shows like that's the shit I want to stop doing but it's fucking hard man yeah no 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 drinking I think is the hardest for me because it's a social thing it's so social like yeah. just if I hang out like just say me like going out to fucking Vulcan yeah hanging out and I don't drink I would just I would just want to go home that was one, the show you saw me at was one of my first no you killed that sober shit. shows thanks man you, you too um and that band was fucking tight. no the band was fire they were fucking, you killed that shit thanks man shit. thanks dude uh, but yeah, but I was sober and I was like, but I, so I was, a, I was a little nervous before. And then it's like, you have to find something. I don't know why I can't just show up and perform art. And that's my high where even when we like smoked cigarettes on the roof, I was like, I got to do something. If I'm not drinking, if I'm not doing drugs, at least let me like smoke a cigarette. And there's just this like artist urge to do something you're not supposed to do. And I don't know where the fuck that comes from. Probably a hole in my heart. <laughs> and, yeah. But even with that, like you say, like, um, 
you fuck with the martial arts. Yeah. Like doing, you do jujitsu. Yeah. And you fuck, you say you fuck around with some Muay Thai shit. Yeah, yeah, for like 20 years, yeah. 20 years doing yeah, Muay Thai? Man. Yeah. Fuck. Like we just not getting started with that shit. Yeah. Bro, I'm dying holding pads right now. It's hard. <laughs> I got a little, I mean, the last, the last session I had holding pads wasn't that. Remember I was talking the last shit I was talking, I was like, man, I hate holding pads. I kind of got a better understanding of it. If you, if get, you just know what you're doing, kind of. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like You got to think about it as, if you're thinking about it as just... It's conditioning. Yeah. You have to, because a lot of people will start, like, flinching when they're holding pads, and it's like, okay, so if you're flinching while you're holding these, like, giant cushiony things, imagine what happens when you're sparring or when someone's attacking you. So you think of it as, don't think of it as, oh, I'm just waiting for my turn no, to I've, hit I've shit. No, I learned it. I learned yeah. it. I with, really learned that. Like, it... Like I was like, I didn't sign up for this. Like I don't, right. I don't get why I need to be doing it. No, every, but now I get why. Pat and but I had this um, one teacher told me, man, um, anything I hate, that's what I should do the most. Lean into that, yeah, a little. Bit. And I hate it. Like anything that I hate, he'd be like, that's probably what you need to do the most. Because you have to ask yourself why. Like so, I just started doing MMA more and putting it all together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why have I been avoiding this? And it's because I'm really fucking good at jujitsu. If I'm doing jujitsu, I'm really fucking good at striking if I'm striking, but I don't know a lot about yeah, MMA. So then I go, am I not doing it? Because I'm afraid someone who's, you know, some good fucking at wrestling, good at wrestling is just going to pop my bubble that I can beat up anybody I want. And the answer is yes. And then you go and you show up and you get better at it and you're like, I was fucking scared. I was mm-hmm. just being a bitch. That was it. I just, I only wanted to do the thing I'm good at so I could just be like, look at me. No, yeah. Applaud, applaud. Uh, and it should be the fucking opposite. You should want to get good at the other things. No, That's not the reason the I stopped drinking. I mean, I want to stop drinking, but it's too fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's logical for me, man. Like well, just where I'm at in my life. Well, like, I started asking myself, and again, I'm in a different spot, so this isn't an everybody thing, but I was like, when I was on the road, I was on the road this weekend doing shows, and I didn't really hang out with people afterwards, and part of me was like, man, if I was drinking, I like, you know, that girl who like DM'd me on Instagram, you I would have gone home yeah, with yeah. and all this stuff, and then I was like, wait a second, but I shouldn't have done that. I don't no, want to do that. No, you're right. So even though I had a more boring fucking night, like I did the show, no, and then I No, you did went, all the shit you're supposed to do, though. But I did all the, Yeah. And so that's where I was like, oh, am I just drinking look, to you excuse see the look on my face? <laughs> I'm so sorry. This was not meant to be an intervention. <laughs> you see the look on my face? It was like, this is, not, this ain't what I signed up for, man. We'll put that, this is what I would come here for. All right, all right, all right. Next up. We'll go to other people's problems. Yeah, man. All right. Favorite albums. Why fucking? All right, man. Hey, Danny. At the end of episode four, you mentioned there are a few albums that you listen to for your personal enjoyment. Uh... And that might be one with respect. I'm curious to know what these might be. Love the pot, DJ Boy Butter. Um, uh, if I can give you all an album, there are probably not a lot of people um, talk about or give props. But I think changed me and changed a lot of shit that happened in music, and he doesn't get a lot of respect for. Shouts out to my nigga Darwin D's. Look, uh, you can't even do that. D A R W I N. D E E Z. There you go. Darwin D's, man. Shouts out Darwin Z's. This is the album. That was the first one. That first picture right there. That album right there, man. Yeah, it's a self titled album. Yeah. So, yeah, that album is, um, I feel like I go to back to that, um, all the time. Like, I gotta check it, it out. A, it was a solid, it's a solid 11 song 
album of just straight amazing sound writing of a person you can tell is in his bedroom producing ill shit Darwin D's needs to get a lot more respect um yeah so yeah Darwin D's man so yeah that's one of those I don't feel like a lot of people talk about Darwin D's man um it's the constellations <laughs> yeah that's up man Darwin D's man do you get more inspired by uh hip-hop or like different genres to then like influence the hip-hop shit no, I'll probably hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love like rap shit. Like when I hear like rap shit, like like I I I know how to listen to different types of music and understand how to take the influence of that and try to and how to transfer it into rap music. But when I hear like just some ratchet ass rap music, this is like yeah, that no one like like <laughs> shouts out my boy out, man. Shouts out certified trapper, man. Certified trapper. He already made he already got three new songs out already. Cheers. Twerking. Shouts out. I love twerking. She tweaking. I'm linking. So shout out Certified Trapper, man. That's my favorite rapper right now. Nigga name Certified Trapper, man. Come on. All right, next up. Girlfriend pregnant and cheating. All right. Wow, there we go. Hey, Danny. So about a month or two ago, I came inside of my girlfriend. <laughs> and honestly, ever since that, I've came in there about three times. All right. All right. Hell yeah. I hope this email doesn't stop. See, sometimes stop. I be thinking y'all niggas be writing these shits. But then when I get something like this, I'm like, nah, these niggas ain't writing this shit, man. For real. Sometimes I be like, man, these niggas, this nigga Zolo wrote this one. But this one, Zolo. <laughs> He's like, right, she's pregnant. Wait, wait, wait. Right how babies are made. This one, I I'm came like, inside her. I'm like, Zolo ain't write this shit. Hold up. But, all right. So, hey, Danny. So about a month or two ago, I came inside my girlfriend. Which shouldn't be a big deal. You saying this like it's crazy. And honestly, ever since that, I came in her about another three times. But what, why are you telling me about the first one? Let him have his victories. Why you couldn't be like, man, I came into my, I came in my bitch like four times last month. <laughs> why you had to tell me? He's constructing a narrative, Why Danny? you breaking the nuts down? <laughs> <laughs> you breaking the nuts down. <laughs> What up? See that one, that that one, that two months ago, that that one. You can't remember that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. The other, the other three times is whatever, but that one. That one, that's the baby. He right like there. that was the baby. That's my son. But she found out she was cheating, and I think she pregnant, but I don't know it was mine. What I should do? Oh. What are you talking about, my nigga? This is like normal shit that you don't even have to be asking me about. I feel like you just being weird. You just want to hear me to tell you you a cuck. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. She cheated. You ain't cook. But I mean, it is what it is, nigga. It ain't yours. Nigga, you Billy Jean. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? For now on, say that bitch, say that bitch phone. Her name in your phone is Billy Jean, man. She hit you up. He's not my lover. And that's all that is. Does man. he still want to be with her? Does it say if he That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's what it is. But no, yeah, you just gotta do the DNA test. And if it's your baby. If you look, if the head that good, you just got to be like, sometimes, you know, I don't know what we was going through at the time. You might just need some other dick. I'm going to get my shit back together, man. I'm going I'm to be stronger. If it's your baby, you got to- You got to step it up. You just got to make her forget that nigga, man. Or you just got to just, you got to be a cuck in that situation. It depends on how she look, too. If she like a bad bitch, <laughs> head fire, you ain't about to get nothing better than this. You're going to have to just take the L on the cheating. Right. <laughs> I ain't saying niggas do that. I'm not saying niggas do that. But I don't know what... If they got the baby together... Shit, who don't want a bad baby mama, man? Also, I feel like she'll get... Like, can't she just get a test and then... 
Cause you know what's worse? Whoever. It's nothing worse than having a badass baby mama and a trash girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it makes the girlfriend jealous. You can't even go see your kids right. She be tripping like, hey, you gonna do that bitch? But then the other bitch got another man. You know, and then it's nothing worse than that. Where she got another man and she don't even respect you no more. This nigga driving some ill shit, doing some. Then you just a bum ass nigga coming to see your kids with an ugly ass bitch back at the crib. She like, nigga, look, look what you fucked up. This is your peak. You peaked. You peaked with a bitch like me. That's all bitches want. I also think the reason he was telling us about all of his nuts is he's trying to do the math to what are the odds that he's the father. He's like, okay, so I came at her four times, but she fucked two other guys. So by like odds, what are the odds that I'm the dad? He sounds like he's probably not ready to be a dad is what I'm going to say. That's my, my advice is Godspeed. Go to church. I'm so sorry about your life, buddy. No, man, it's, it is what it is, man. Uh, but uh, that is that. Um, yeah, man. Marry a bitch before you get him pregnant. That's what God intended. Dude, I'm at that. All right. Next up, Detroiters. Hey, Danny. Which is dumb. Stop hitting me up, asking me about other niggas. <laughs> you want to talk to Danny, man? Talk to Danny. Don't hit me up talking about other niggas. I already see what this is about. Hey, Danny, fan of the show. Curious ever seen any thoughts about the short-lived... Nigga, Detroiters. I was on Detroiters, motherfucker. You didn't see me? Nigga. That's how you retarded. I was the fucking... I played the fucking um, the weight loss clinic doctor. Have you not watched the show? You're going to hit me up and ask Danny Brown, have you saw Detroiters? Nigga, I was on a motherfucker. Look, Dr. Mayflower, man. Look, retarded as hell with a wig on. Dear Danny, I came with my girlfriend six yeah. times. What are your thoughts are on I think so you should leave? So he's a huge fan of Tim Robinson. I think you should leave. I'm also wondering, as a Detroit nigga, have you ever rubbed shoulders with Tim? Nigga, I was <laughs> Dr. Mayfield. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Are you, do you rub shoulders with Tim? Do you know anything that's going on with Detroiters or anything? Because obviously you don't. You a poser. You just watch the fucking Tim show, and then you never watch no Detroiter shit. Nigga, Detroiters, bro. I was Dr. Mayfield, man. Y'all don't even know that shit was actually funny as fuck. Because back in the day, Detroit had this own little like um, what do you call those? Like um, um, um like you know, local brought TV spot commercial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they had the, what medical weight loss, the shape of things to come. Like I was actually playing that doctor, well, the medical weight loss doctor. So they, them niggas is funny as fuck. Even come up with that. If it makes your listener feel better, as someone who's not successful enough to be on a TV show, I enjoy the show very much. Detroiters. Yeah, it was great. The, oh, Detroiters is great. No. I think you should leave. It's fucking great. They're both great. No, the thing is about Detroiters that I want to tell everybody about Detroiters that um. It's so many inside jokes yeah. that y'all probably didn't get on outside if you went from Detroit. Like, and that's one thing that I would say that they did amazing. And I think that's probably one of the things that probably, you know, I mean, who knows why TV shows? Because I had my own show and it got canceled. Yeah. But who knows why shows? But I canceled. love that they didn't give a fuck. Sometimes they don't get canceled just on viewership and shit like that. They right. get canceled just because of the people working on them and shit like that. So we don't know why that show. So I'm not about to just say that. But at the end of the day, the people, they made that show for Detroit, man. Like, yeah. if you from Detroit, if you watch that shit, man, it's so many inside jokes that you can get that probably the outside world don't get, and it's just but so fucking I, crazy. I love the idea that they probably knew that would get them in trouble or make their audience smaller, and they said, I don't give a fuck. I want to make this show for Detroit, mm -hmm. and they, no, they, and they, they still did it. Did it. No, that they did it. No, they did That's it. so awesome. No, they did it. Yeah. I swear to God, they that did it. That fucking rules. Like, Tim and Sam, man, like, 
they always show me love, man. Like, I, and I always, you know, anytime I can be around them, man, I show them love too. So, man, they're shout great. Out, man, I think you should leave has turned into how I weed out uh, uh, girlfriends, like, because it's such a weird fucking comedy show that I think is so funny that if they are like, I don't get it, I'm like, this isn't gonna mm. work. Like, that's my that's my new test. Is that sketch show? No, my my mine is like like that with the whites of West Virginia. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen that. The whites of West Virginia. What the fuck is that? It's a documentary. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whites of West Virginia. Look, the wonderful whites of West Virginia. <laughs> Any bitch, I show these bitches this shit. They don't they don't respect. It. it was shot. Johnny Knoxville shot this show. Okay, it's the actual. Um, no, they got mad after the fact. They're like, Johnny ain't give us no money. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> I saw a video. One of them was like, Johnny played us on the money. But yeah, the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. Okay. West Virginia fucked up. All because DuPont jumped all that toxic waste into the river. So now everybody retarded. Right. <laughs> everybody got bigger heads. If you meet a person from West Virginia, they head bigger than normal. Sure. <laughs> but these motherfuckers, when you watch the whites, but they saying the whites is have uh, everybody. But I can't. I'm about to. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I ain't going to slander white people like that. No, but I'm gonna go home and watch this. The whites of West Virginia, man, they okay. the real niggas. Right. <laughs> they the real niggas, man, of this shit. But yeah, I had um, all my dates. Like if I uh, met a girl and we'll come through, want to watch a movie, I'm, we watch The Whites of West Virginia yeah. or Hateful Eight. Yeah, sure. I don't know. And it's always white women. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I think that make them like me more after the fact. I don't think I've met one girl that's enjoyed I Think You Should Leave yet. I show, oh, him, I, think I show him the hamburger sketch. That's my that's my test. Yeah, that's like yeah, I can, I can see that though. That's I can a, see that. Though. That's a good one. No, I like it. I want to make them emotional. Right. That just make them uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because women don't know how to deal with emotion sometimes. Yeah. Like they don't know a difference between a sad emotion or it's like like a bitch will be sad and fuck. Sure. You can you can sad a bitch out to some pussy. Like. Yeah, I don't think it's <laughs> so sad. I think a, 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 a guy sad <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not lying. You don't know how to judge emotions, man. Yeah. They get emotional. They like Ugh. all of it make them a little horny. Yeah, because <laughs> they just look at it like a romantic comedy. Like man, they just they just look at it like something like the rain. Right, crying. <laughs> if it's raining, I'm crying. Like you start kissing them. Like oh fuck, it's sexy. <laughs> Nick, I'm crying, bitches. Over. Yeah, I don't think a girl's gonna want to fuck me if I'm just crying and talking about my dad know. and shit. You, uh, you always think about Purple Rain. That's true. When he was when he was hitting the pickle jars with the with the stick, just crying. <laughs> and Apollonia Hill. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> See, we just talking about that the other day, man. That's why we don't do pills no more. Yeah, because of Prince. Yeah. Nigga, fentanyl. Bro, this nigga. Bro. All right, man. We going too far. What's happening, man? But no, man. Prince, man. That's one of like the craziest stories. Like Prince and Mike. Like both of them. Yeah. Like Prince, they saying uh, he just had like crazy fucking um, back injuries and shit from doing the splits, wearing high heels and shit. So he got put on crazy pain medications and all that. To the point where he eventually got caught with some fentanyl. Mike, he got the fucking hair burnt shit with the Pepsi commercial and shit. He got put on fucking shit. Then before you know it, they like, this nigga, he, he found Demerol. That nigga loved the Demerol so much, he was getting plastic surgery just to get Demerol. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever see, um... 
<laughs> I'm gonna segue. I'm gonna get us out of this. Uh, did you ever see the fucking the Prince guitar solo? The the while my guitar gently weeps from the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it was from the Rock and Roll yeah, Hall of Fame. Ohio, yeah, Ohio. Uh, yeah, where he just fuck, no bodied every. What are we talking about? Bodied everybody. And it was, I mean, that is one of my favorite musical clips of all time because it looks like he's playing to, like, prove a point or to, like... No, uh, Prince, I, I identify him a lot. You know, the crazy shit about me and Prince is that um, Prince is, like, my, my mom's favorite artist. Okay. So it was a time in my life where I remember coming home from school every day and my mom was watching Purple Rain. Imagine watching Purple Rain every day, bitch jumping <laughs> the river. Bitch, Abalonia jumping in the river. Every I watch that shit every day of my life. Holy I'm talking shit. about like elementary school, like from yeah. probably like kindergarten to grade three. Jeez. So yeah, Purple Rain fucked me up. I'll do it. But um, yeah, man, Prince, man, um, yeah, yeah, Prince is. Do you think like, cause there's part of me, does having a chip on your shoulder make you? better even though it is also probably like unhealthy no because rick james had a chip on his shoulder because yeah. of prince right and he died smoking meth in a fucking burbank <laughs> whatever <laughs> some uh outskirt of fucking do you know yeah and prince died in his elevator jesus but they all died of drugs right this the thing like where they all tried to play rick james is like this fucking crazy ass drug addict and this and that and they all died the same way yeah like, I look at them all three the same. Like, Rick James, Michael Jackson, Prince. Like, those three to me, like, that tame. And if they just would have just been cool. I mean, who knows? Prince? If they just would have been friends. Man. Right. <laughs> yeah. For the sake of black people, But, man. dude, I say this about fucking artists all the time. Like Michael if, Jackson wouldn't have been doing all that dumbass shit because then he would have had They were like, man, don't do your nose, man. Don't do it again. Like, they would have bro, that is the actual dynamic of what a nigga should be. Prince. Michael Jackson, Rick James. You mix them shits up. Yeah. You got the superhero nigga. Dude, if fucking artists could just support other artists and make their own shit and try to get better instead of feeling like all that competition. I, that's what I like about Austin. Austin so far seems like a bunch of artists trying to help other artists instead of having to, to, to bury other people. And it's like, yo, man, just make art. Be cool to your fucking people and make art. And yeah. that, that should be it. I would say that that held music back like crazy. Like if Prince, Michael Jackson, and Rick James would be cool, and if you want to just throw a fourth in just to be cool, George Clinton, oh. if all four of those motherfuckers would have just clicked up and just been friends and just helped shit out, every the whole world would be different right now. Yeah, man. And now I could say that. So yeah, we get about this motherfucker in a minute, man. Uh, oh no, let's get into some white people shit. Oh yeah, just one white people shit. Just one before we go. Um, this is my time to shine. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Danny. Love to show on your music. In your opinion, are political bumper stickers slash magnets on your car white people shit? I think they might qualify because as I pass with any sort of political shit on their car, they're almost always white. As a fellow white dude, I don't get the appeal of making your car into a political statement. Let me know if you think this is white people shit or not. Much love. Yeah, that's white people shit. That's white people shit. Yeah, cause niggas gonna get pulled over. We we we, we <laughs> the nigga had a Farrakhan bumper sticker on this shit. What you think gonna happen? <laughs> nigga can't identify what they identify with in real life in front of everybody. So yeah, that's white people shit. They can um they can do that, but just bumper stickers in general is white people shit. I think Ain't so. Ain't nobody um fucking up their car. Cause you know when you take the sticker off and do all that shit, like I mean no. If Who you're was, 
if you're a black person, just straight up put like a Blue Lives Matter bumper sticker on just to buy you some more time. No, I say put the baby on board. <laughs> the, 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 the real original triangle, just yeah. throw the baby on board. <laughs> Police fuck with you. Everybody, man, just put the baby on board yeah. in your shit and then you ain't gotta, gotta pull it over. Dude, people get fucking angry enough with road rage on the road that the idea of having like a fucking Biden Kamala bumper sticker or some no, shit that's, that's just going to make more that's, people that's, angry. That's disgusting. Yeah, I wouldn't that's do disgusting. that. Um, putting bumper stickers, that's disgusting. So no, don't do that to your car. Uh, unless you drive a minivan. If you drive a minivan, you can put a bumper sticker on there. Yeah. In, Infowars.com. Don't do that. You're going to get pulled over. <laughs> bumper stickers? So yeah, baby on board. That's the only one you should have. But yeah. So yeah, we out of here, man. Um, you got some shit you want to plug? Yeah, uh, I have a mental health comedy podcast that's brand new uh, called Advice Not Taken. You can go to jamiekilsteinpodcast.com um, or just look up Advice Not Taken with Jamie Kilstein. Uh, I have a music project coming out uh, called Light Scale, which should be out today. Uh, and fucking uh, follow me on social media because I do stand up all over the country. Uh at Jamie Kilstein on Twitter, at the Jamie Kilstein on Instagram, which makes me much happier than Twitter. Thank you so much for coming through, man. Dude, you're the fucking best, man. Yeah, Thanks, thank man. you, man. No, we gonna do another one. No big deal. Let's do it. Shout out to Jamie coming through, man. Love y'all, motherfuckers. Like I say, y'all hit me up all the time at Danny at the Danny Brown Show dot com. That's Danny at the Danny Brown Show dot com. Um, yeah, we ain't getting to no freestyles again, cause y'all niggas ain't making. Right, we'll figure it out. Five one two five two two nine two five six five one two. Five two two nine two five six. That's where you send them up fucking voicemails and do all that extra shit. But yeah, man. Um, maybe we get some freestyles next week, or maybe not. The drift says disappear. Y'all niggas is fading. <laughs> y'all were coming with it, man. Y'all fading, man. All right. I love y'all niggas, man. Shouts out, Denny Brown, Jamie. Thank you for coming through. Thanks, brother. Uh. Uh.